Hey everybody, Tony Kane here, your host of the Next Level Finance Podcast. Really excited about today's episode. I've got the luxury of having Adam Grant from today. He's going to tell us his story, which is going to blow your mind. He's going to tell us how somehow he went from being a 19-year-old carpenter to building up a company worth hundreds of millions of dollars that employs thousands of people across the country. It's an amazing story, and I'm glad you're going to be here to, to listen to it today. Adam was also talking offline. His business partner, Rob Nichols, couldn't be here with us today. But Adam, make sure you let Rob know. I'll be hunting him down and jump on the podcast at some point. And I know that, you know, the journey wouldn't have been the same without Rob by your side. So I've been trying to get Adam in for a while, get to the bottom of this story, because I know it's a really cool one. And I'm really excited for the listeners to be able to learn a lot from it. Ads, thanks for being with us today. So mate, take me back to the start. Tell us how this all come to be. So I started out as a, as a carpenter and a builder. And then forged ahead to, um, end of the day, $200 million business at one, at one point. So the journey didn't wasn't one skip by any means. So There's <laughs> it, been a lot of tears and blood and sweat and pain within that, at that throughout the journey. So we started out as young guys, you know. We were yep. not 19 years old and we were just trying to do our best with a dream and uh, a passion, I guess. And, um, and we kind of knew where we wanted to go, but... The road to the, the road to success was quite a difficult one. We started out doing renovations and that for for homeowners, yep. just mums and dads. Then we did facilities management and maintenance for um, Department of Defence, schools, all government bodies, and we did that for many many years. But it became pretty tedious, you yep. know. Yeah, hard work, real hard work. So we were lucky enough to get into the insurance model, which is um, building insurance for commercial and and home insurance. Right. So any fire, hail, flood, that sort of damage, we got into that with NRMA. So did you you chase that, Deanne, or you sort of fell into it? Um, We kind of were introduced to a guy, and NRMA at the time, they were introducing a new model, funnily enough, called the builder's model, where instead of having internal assessors, they got um, builders like ourselves and our staff to assess quantify, approve or disapprove the claim based on the PDS. And then if we approved it, we'd carry on with the repairs right, and get right. all the repairs done from start to finish and then signed off for the insurance company. So take, take me back a little bit because I know I'll have listeners out there, they might just be, just, just might have finished their apprenticeship and so forth. So yeah. when you said there you were 19, like how, how, how sort of big were you thinking back then? Was it was it two hundred million dollar business back then, or was it just I want to make two hundred grand? You know what I mean. Uh, I, I think when I was you know in me in my later teens, I think my dream was back then you could buy a house for three hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, right. So my dream was to have one house that I live in and two houses that I rent out and not work anymore. Okay. So that was that was a pretty basic dream, but things escalated. And now you uh, got four hundred houses. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't quite say that, but, um, but yeah, the, your dreams get bigger. And, and your drive gets gets more, I guess. Because um, I want to talk about that. And, and as you explain this story, it's one of those things where it seems like you can't compare, like I get a lot of younger listeners that, you know, I might have someone listening to this podcast on the train with 10 bucks in his bank account, right? And it's very hard to compare his chapter one to your chapter 20, isn't it? Yes. But you've just got to trust the process. Would that be fair to say? Well, 100%. Yes, I, I started my business, yes, I did at 19. And I probably had... 40 guys working for me then. Oh, so it's a fairly big business for a 19-year-old. Yeah, but that all fell apart when I was about 21, I, Okay, I guess. too big, too quick? Or? Yeah, or, and the contracts, they kind of, they dissolved a little bit. Okay. The people were working for the developers, they kind of went in a different path, so we had to go back to being on the tools. Right. 
And then, again, we got it up and running. By the time we were about 25, we probably had 60, 80 guys working for us again. Yeah, right. Um, doing some facilities work. And then that kind of, you know, the journey kind of got hit a, hit a speed up once again. And basically we went down to zero guys again. So, so for the second time, you sort of had to go back to square yeah, one. I didn't go broke, just the yep. work, work dried up, things changed, and uh, every, everything w- took a different path. So the guy with the $10 in, the, in his pocket on the train right now, um, when I came home from my honeymoon, yeah, I had a house which I was in the middle of renovating, but I couldn't in- afford to insure and register my car when I was 25 years old. Right. So it wasn't glory days <laughs> from when I was 19. Yeah, okay. There's been a lot, lot of hard roads for sure. Mate, um, so when what what when did it take off? Like, when did you start to feel like I'm onto something really big here? Yeah, well, after after that, I went back on the tools to 25 to 27, I guess, and then slowly build up a customer base again. Yeah, and we got into the insurance world. Uh, oh, the facilities and the government stuff that was still there. We we're still plodding along with that, but that was a lot of work, a lot of little jobs with not great rewards. And then we got the opportunity with the insurance, and that probably. St- that probably catapulted us into where we are today, to tell right. you the truth. Most certainly it did. The insurance. It's funny because I, I, I know me running, you know, I've had a couple of businesses, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly and like like similar to your story where it's all about, you don't know where it's going to end up and you've got to be pretty flexible and, you know, you've got to be have that ability to see an opportunity, right? It's not it's not quite linear, the business That's right. journey, yeah. is it? You've got, you've got to be able to capitalise on everything that you, that you feel you, you can succeed at, you know. But whilst you're doing that, you've also got to deliver on your promise. Yep. Or yep. you can or you can drown really quickly. So Man, I, I read a great book recently, um, Good to Great by Jim Collins, and his approach was so what he did was he researched that basically over a thirty year period, right, in the US, he, he basically had all of these um all these parameters of what makes a great company and to qualify they had to be at least ten times better than their competition. And one of the big things that he identified from a pattern of those businesses was that he, he sort of he, he sort of um, he used a basically a, a cannonball versus a you know fire and bullets approach. Rather than you know firing you know getting everything ready and firing and a massive cannonball, you know, if it goes the wrong way, you pretty much you're out of business. Just fire bullets, make sure you're aiming right. And once you know you've hit the target and, and what from what I can gather that your you know your cannonball was this insurance thing. But you basically you work towards it. But once you know you're onto a good thing, you go big. Is that sort of what you do with the business? Yeah, and I've I've got a similar philosophy to the to the, the gunshot yeah. cannibal, I guess. Uh, business is like a piece of pie. You know, if you nibble, nibble, nibble at it and eat right around the um, diameter of it, you'll end up eating that whole pie. Yep. But if yep. if you bite it all all at once, you'll choke and die. Yeah, yeah, I love and, that. And yeah. I've used that many, many times, and. It, it, it's so true, and like the philosophy that you just pointed out, the cannonball one, it's the same principle. If you choke on too much and eat it all at once, you're going to choke on it. Yep, yep. So just slowly, surely, and make sure you're delivering your promise the whole entire time. Yep. And Green, can I um, – what I'm really interested in, my listeners would be um, interested in, is the crossover of what you did, you know, without sharing your numbers, right, but how you um, grew your wealth personally outside your business. Because I meet a lot of clients where – they think their business is, you know, going to be it, and then something happens, right? Whether it's a contract, but and they haven't grown any wealth personally, so they a they can't reboot, or b they're completely out of the picture, right? So, have you always kept a really good close eye on your personal wealth, independent of your businesses? Yeah, yeah, I've got a separate property trust and share portfolios, etc. That are managed 
share portfolios managed by professionals. Yep, yep. I acquire most of the properties that we work out of the business. Okay, and, yep. and I lease them back to back to, um, back to myself basically. Gotcha. Yep, yep. So we build a property portfolio in respect to that, and you set up all your, your particular discretionary trusts and yep, all your yep. protection modes that you have to put in place. Yep. Um, for hopefully that you never have never to have use. to use yeah hundred yeah. percent but you do have to you have to protect yourself in that certain way it's good that you say because I um like you said if why the sounds but if and when or you know if the if the business wasn't around or you didn't want the businesses anymore it's not like yeah your lifestyle has to change is that sort of the yeah. objective of all that yeah well hundred percent like we had a, a another big hurdle we hit in the business eighteen months ago and we we parted ways with a major client they were hundred million dollars plus. Right. So the the secret probably and what I learnt most out of that is don't have all your eggs in one basket. Yep. yep. Make sure you have a lot of diversity within your business too. Like you're gonna be in a particular industry, like we're in the building. So diversify it. We're now going into aged care. Okay. NDIS. We're still doing insurance, we're back into the schools, but previous to that we were at hundred percent insurance. Yep. And yep. and if we don't have an event, you know, as bad as it sounds, we need events to, to survive. That's your business, business. yeah. Yep. If we don't have the event, well you are kinda not making the cream on the top. You'll, yep. you'll be getting by, but yep. you, you won't be making any cream. So diversification and don't have all your eggs in one basket yep. at any given time is my my advice for sure. And just on that diversification, from what I can gather there, you're talking about NDIS and age care it's still you know facility it's under that property bandwagon so it's not like you're going to go you're not out there trying to sell t-shirts or you know start no. up the next facebook by the sounds of it right no, no. <laughs> we, we've still got to focus you're staying on, in your lane on the industry that we're that we're that we're trained in and that we're professional in so yeah yep. yeah exactly and, and no good telling selling t-shirts <laughs> yeah <laughs> and how's that going mate how's the transition into the aged care going? yeah no it's really good it's a slow burn it's a new thing that the government's got going yep. so oh not a new thing the ndos is new but just working with all our aged care providers etc it's new and it's 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 ever changing for us and we're learning a lot along along the way mate perfect now mate um i actually um for the listeners out there used to coach adam's young bloke jack he's a great kid it went it would have been about eight nine years ago now yeah in footy so mate all i'm interested and i know the listeners listeners would be interested how has the growth of your business changed the lifestyle for you and your family and what what's been the best part of being able to grow such a successful business and what's the, been the benefit to you and your family of that, do you think? Is it yeah. the time you get to spend with them? Is it the, the experiences you have? Yeah, well, I've got five children, so busy, busy household. <laughs> um, and, yeah, well, getting the business to a point which I'm lucky enough to be at at the moment where I've stepped back from the business somewhat. Yeah. Um, the first initial years when, when the kids were young, it kind of consumed me, I guess. Yeah. Um, but... You know, they were young, the hard work was put, the, the marks were put on the board and we got to the successful point that we did. Yep. So now I get to reap the rewards yep. of, of just kicking back a little bit, enjoying time with my wife and the kids. Yep. And, it, and, and it, you know, that's the ultimate prize yep. Yep. at the end of the day. And it's funny, it's, it's, I'm glad you said that because um, you've got to go to that place to get to this place, right? Of course, you don't get it for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 um, I've seen so many clients and... and how and you might be able to share this and i know i've had my challenges with this as well i've got two young kids and have you found i know i know your wife really well lisa is that um has there had to be sort of an understanding of you know you know like i know with my family i've had to say to my wife darling for a certain period of time you know i've got to roll the sleeves up but there's an understanding there that there is a payoff 
at the other side. Have you sort of gone through that process oh, without getting too personal? Yeah, but no, 100%. Yeah. Elisa, my wife, she had to... She had to manage the kids in the home, basically, while yep. I was working con- massive, massive hours and travelling interstate a lot. Yep, yep. Um, so th- if you ask the kids at home now who's the boss, well, mum's the boss at home, <laughs> yeah. dad's the boss at work. Yeah, so, right. But, yes, she also had to make sacrifices yep. to the success. So it's a, t- it's a team effort, even though, you know, my wife isn't involved in the business, but if she wasn't providing the support that I was getting... I didn't. I couldn't have done what I did. So it's a team business through the partners. I'm great. I'm really glad you said that because it's. I think it's the the, the terminology "stay at home mum" is redundant because that's 100. percent That's a. It's a harder job than what me and you do. Yeah, you know, if I have to, if I'm at home with the kids, I, I, I'm screaming to get back to work, right? Yeah. But I think, you, like you said, it's almost like Elisa or Bronnie or any other wife of a you know, or a husband or a wife of a working self-employed partner. It's almost like they're the joint CEO, right? Because oh, it's hundred percent. My wife's currently away, right, as we speak, and uh, I had to do the lunches last night. Now that's a feat in itself, just to organise on what they want for the next day, and then just having to stand there and making. Like I normally walk into a shop and buy me lunch. <laughs> yeah. so. Actually, just for the listeners, Adam accidentally sent me a text of him. <laughs> Putting it, and like he said, he's got five kids, so there was about 15 rolls on the bench top. They look, how'd yeah. they get any feedback yet, mate? It was too early. Uh, a bit um, too early, but they were all happy. <laughs> they were all happy that I started with Marjorie, which mum doesn't do. I thought you were, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought you were just going to go to the easy job to chuck a tenner in the, each of the lunch boxes. Yeah. Well, I, I should have done that, wouldn't have been easier. <laughs> now, mate, um, I always like that, you know, would. I always ask the question, right? So if you had to, I know it's worked out amazing for you, but from what I can gather, but um, if you sort of um, had to do it all again, do you think there's much you'd do different? Uh, no, I don't I don't think so. Like, it was, it's just dedication and commitment to, to it. And to get the rewards that, if the individual wants those rewards, which I did... You've got to put in the hard work. So no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change too much. And again, I'm lucky to have the support of family. Great, great staff. 100. percent Yeah. Get surround yourself yep. by good people. That makes the journey much, much easier. But yeah, I wouldn't change too much. Okay. At all. Yeah. Hey, mate, let me let me touch on that because um, you know, anyone out there who runs a business, I suppose the utopia of any business is to get to a point where the money's there, right? But you're not having to, you know, work the hours. So for you to have or pulled that off, ads. Do you? Um, is it just the quality of the people that you've got there running the business? Yeah, one hundred percent. The guys that are running the business now, the CEO, the COO, the CFO, um, being a lady, so she yep. could say all guys. But yep. Um, yep. they've been with me for a good number of years, and I've looked after them along the journey, and they've looked after me one hundred percent. Yep. And my trust in them is is like enormous mm-hmm. but still you've got to keep your finger on the pulse you can't yep. just walk away from it completely you've got to have some input because you know the owner the director of the business is always going to have a view slightly different to the people that are running the business so yep. you've got to have input you can never walk away 100 percent. but surrounding yourself by capable good people who want to achieve and and, and and want to grow the business and continue where it is and keep the name and the culture up well, that's the utmost importance. Mate, I love that. And I suppose um, inadvertently, right, and I know that this is what really uh, excites me with the guys and girls who work for me, is you, get, you actually have the ability to change their lives, right? Uh-huh, it's a win-win, right? Yep. Like, they help you grow your business. It's a scratch, scratch, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because so. I'm sure that the people who have been with you for a long time, their whole financial life is, is in the process of changing for the, good, for the better. 
hundred percent. And, yeah. and that's only getting started. Yeah, I've got guys, or one of my oldest guys, uh, he's been with me since an apprentice. So I'm his yeah, only, right. only employer, and he'd be. God, I'm going to guess his age, but in his mid-40s now. Right. Early 40s, I should say. Yep, yep. Um, but he's only had one job, and there's a number of people within our business, uh, five or six, that have been there for 20-plus years. So they're the backbone of the business. Yeah, I, I love that. And uh, so what would you say, like, if we're sort of, it's, you know, it's, tw- it's the start of 2020 now, start of a new decade, and it's always a really good, um, it's always a really good reset time, right, to sort of measure yourself against as a, in, in terms of a decade. So if we're sitting here, right, at, you know, in January 2030, right, what would have had to have happened? Do you think about this stuff much? Like, are you feel like in life and business you're just getting started or you're sort of – What do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I had, a, I had life goals that I set for the age of 40. Um, From – or to get no, to by 40? Yeah, to get to okay. by 40. So I, I set those goals, which was have a, have a nice house, not a nice holiday destination, a uh, couple of kids who well, I managed to have five, <laughs> um, nice car, nice boat, etc. They're kind of all material things yep. except for the kids and the wife. But um, moving forward – I'm pretty happy right now. I'd just like the business to maintain itself. Yep. I've gone into a different field of, of doing developments now, so I'm really enjoying that. Yep, yep. Um, so just acquiring sites, working with the architects and all the professional people and putting the sites together and delivering the sites. We've got a couple of big ones coming up. So I'm really enjoying seeing the building and the f- some finished products yep, start, yep. Start, to, start to arrive. It's nice to see that old house turn into a nice new... That's complex, right. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Rather than just numbers and spreadsheets, yep. Yep. you know. I am a builder at heart, so I like to see the product at the end. Yep. And unfortunately, with the business that I ran for so many years and, you know, 50,000 jobs a year, you don't get to see all the jobs. You're so you far know? away You just hear about them. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a number on a spreadsheet. Yep. Yep. Not that you don't care about them, but you just can't, you can't, can't physically you see You can't them. see 50,000. So I'm enjoying yeah. seeing the product now. And is that, um, is that a hybrid play for you as in terms of a business and a long-term wealth creation thing? Is that with oh, these projects? Oh, of course, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because you, you've got to keep the wheels moving. Yep. So... Having five kids, it's, uh, <laughs> it's enormously expensive. So, and you know, we enjoy a pretty nice lifestyle. I want to continue to maintain that and not be independent of the AJ Grant business by any means, but have another another income stream that I can build on for the future that I enjoy doing. Mate, absolutely. And until talking about the kids, right? So, have you noticed? Is there any of your kids, or all of them, or none of them, who you think that will end up coming to work with Dad? Um, well, Jack, my oldest, is in real estate now um, and doing a bachelor business. So he will possibly come into the business yep, at some yep. point. Um, and that's your preference? No, it's really got nothing to do, to do with yep, me. Yep. It'll be totally up to him. Yep. I'd be honoured if he did come into the business yep, and yep. work in the business and continue the name for years to come. Yep. And obviously um, help, the, help the family continue to wealth create, I guess. Yep. Uh, my second son, Dane, he's he's still in school, but he's got finance or investment banking in, in mind. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> he's just probably a little bit smarter than the old dad. So, <laughs> um, and my third boy, Will, will he, he will be a tradesman, but at what level we're not yeah, sure Yeah, it's like you said, it's, yeah. it, I think the dream there, isn't it, for so, them to do what they want to do. That's right. And Tay's still at school, and Ellie, who knows, yep. you know, so there's a lot of years between uh, here and there. 
talk to me. What about what about outside business, right? So in terms of that question, what would you know the next ten years for for maybe you and your family, Lisa? You know, are you gonna are you gonna help us out and buy the buy the Cronulla Sharks or something like that? Is, <laughs> what about non non business life goals? Do you, like, is it yeah. a bigger boat or is it a, a more houses or you know without sort of putting you on the spot? No, just. Uh, it won't be buying the Cronulla Sharks, I can tell you right now. <laughs> I've, put, I've put many years into, into the Sharks, and don't get me wrong, fantastic club, but I, um, I won't be buying <laughs> I enjoy travelling with the family. Yep, yep, yep. So we like good holidays. Um, I've got a farm down the south coast. So okay. I like to go down there and I get hands-on, get back on the tools, big shed, get on the motorbikes or the tractors and you know, whatever needs to be done down there and just chilling out, really. Away from, uh, it sounds sounds terrible, but away from a lot of people and just chilling out by, by myself or with good friends and family. Oh, mate, no, that sounds, I think most listeners would, would uh, agree that sounds perfectly normal, especially like, you know, from where, for, you know, from where you've got started, you know, in along that journey, I can imagine what would it would have taken. And I know, you know, you would have had days where you've had, you know, 50 meetings and hundreds of phone calls and, you know, you, there's not enough hours in the day. And, I've, mate, I just want to basically um, say thanks for coming in because I, you know, I know when I got in business, you know, what was now 10 years ago, you sort of, you just don't know where it's going to end up, right? Yeah. And I'm on, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the journey, right? And I've got a long way to go. And I, I, I uh, it, you've really helped me and seeing guys like yourself it actually just gives you that motivation to know you don't know where it's going to end up but you know if you just keep rocking up that it's going to end up you know somewhere <laughs> but if you have the right attitude and the desire which you've clearly got tone so mate, i can't see nothing but success <laughs> towards the future <laughs> um, uh, well thank you mate i, I mean my my, my uh, whole strategy is i I win by helping other people win. Yeah. So, you know, as, a, as, you know, working in finance, you know, especially for the listeners, my whole goal is to just make a lot of, make as many people as I can wealthy. And what I found, and you probably attest to this, and, and, and let me jump in here, but like becoming wealthy is not, it's not rocket science, is it? Oh, no. no. Well, it's easy to say, I guess, when, when, once you've got to a certain point. It's not rocket science. It's just, again, I've said it a number of times um, this morning, it's dedica- dedication, commitment. And knowing what your dreams are, follow yep. your dream, you know. It's dream, believe, succeed, so. So, mate, last question I've got for you. If, um, if, if I've got, you know, like I said before, 20-year-old listeners out there who maybe don't have a business, right, but were thinking about getting into a business in any industry, right, you know, what would you say to them? Would you recommend it or would you, would you say stick to your salary? <laughs> oh, oh, I'd recommend it for sure if you have the drive to do it, but don't think that you're going to be working nine to five, and getting four weeks holiday every year, <laughs> well, not for the first 10 years anyway, yeah. and no-one's going to do it as well as yourself. So for them first couple of years, you just got to get in there, and you've got to learn things that are outside your comfort zone. Right. Um, whereas I've got a business coach to help me with the things that were outside my comfort zone. Yep. So don't try and be a jack of all or master of none. Yep, yep. Just surround yourself by people that are the masters, yep. and that will help you forge your way through. It's funny you said that 10 years because, like, um, that's something that I hear a lot and I think um, even for me that, you know, they talk about that 10,000 hours rule, right, which if you work, you know, pretty much a full week for 10 years, it's, it equates to 10,000 hours and that's when you get that expert level. So I'm really glad you said that because people out there thinking and, and you know, listen to this carefully, guys, it's not a two-year two play. No, not unless you're it's creating some game or an app Yeah, or it can be. And then you become an instant billionaire. Yeah. Um, if, if you're a normal sort of a person and you're in a normal sort of a business, 
it's, it's a hard road and you've, you've got to put in the hours and you've got to put the dedication in to get there to, to, to achieve. But would you, would you, would it be fair to say though, Ads, right, that, you know, you're pretty much underpaid for the first five to ten years, but then you're overpaid for the rest of your life? Oh, would that be fair to say? Well, like, it, that, that's, that's a perfect scenario yeah. that can all come together. <laughs> um, but yes, that, that's right. You've, you've got to, you'll go without in different times because your suppliers and your, your staff, they're so important. So you can't let them go without financially. Yep. So if you've got to not get pay yourself in some weeks, some months or whatever it may be, so be it. You've got to keep them people happy to keep your business forging forward. Yeah, right. So there you go, guys. It's, it's, if you, if you <laughs> I suppose if you're going to, um, I, what I personally found is that if you if you're working, there's only so many hours in the day that you can work. Right. So you may as well bloody do it for yourself, right? Yeah, it, right. As long as you've got the right industry. Don't go and you know, don't go and get into a business just for the sake of it. Because there's plenty of people, and you would have seen this ads where you don't want to go and buy yourself a job. That's right. Yeah. Everyone has to go to work for forty plus hours a week. So you've kind of got to half enjoy your job too. If every morning when you're walking to your car to go to work, you're kicking stones and you just hate it and you, you know, can't wait till the day's over, you might be in the wrong job. Yep. You've got to have a little bit of fun with it at the same time or half enjoy it. So then that allows you to motivate yourself and have the drive to push forward as well. If you're hating the situation you're in, you're not really going to go anywhere with it. Mate, I love that. Before I let Adam go, I just wanted to say, mate, I just want to say um, congratulations. Firstly, Thank I mean, you. I know I'm like I said, I'm only getting started, and I know how tough it's been for me to get to where I am. It's been bloody hard. So for you to get to where you are now, and to build that lifestyle for you and your family, and to be able to help so many of your staff to create amazing lives for them, and you know, build a business of that size, I uh, I know what that takes. So, mate, well done. And just want to say thanks again for um, coming to hang out with us for a bit of time today, mate. I know it'll be really helpful for a lot of listeners. No worries at all, and good luck to everyone out there that's uh, listening along. Thanks, champion. Guys, that is a wrap today. I was so stoked to be able to have Adam on here. You know, that's one of the great Australian stories. You know, I hope everyone got a lot out of that. That You know, you've just got to start somewhere. You've got to keep your head down and your bum up and just keep keep punching away. But, you know, over time, crazy things can happen. So I uh, hope you took a lot out of that. And, and also, there was a couple of gold nuggets in there in terms of how Adam has not only built an amazing business, but built an amazing lifestyle for himself which is the ultimate goal for, for all of us out there and um, he's diversified away from his business to create wealth outside of business so cause I really appreciate you spending some more time hanging out this podcast with Adam and myself today um, take care and please do us a favor if you haven't already subscribe to the podcast and if you think there's anyone in your world who would benefit from having listened to this podcast I'd love you to share you know copy the link send them a text and hopefully this can uh, fire them up a little bit but stay safe Thanks again and we'll catch up again next week.